This episode is supported by NC Idea. More on them later. Hear me if a guy, I could do this again. <laughs> I would have started sooner. Stay in school, but don't negate. If you have a dream or a vision, pursuing that because it's gonna make all the difference. It really is. I solved my own problem. Hot flyer, okay, first generation. <laughs> first generation. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to Honey and Hustle. I am your host, Angela Hollowell, and today I'm speaking with Dr. Avina Lane Blackney. She has many things and wears many hats. She's a keynote speaker, a fellow podcaster, and the founder of multiple businesses. By the end of this episode, you will learn how this first-generation college graduate became the serial entrepreneur that she is today. Thanks so much for joining us today. This podcast is free and will always be free and available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, Hey Time, you name it. While it's free for you to consume, it's not free for us to create. We pay our video editors, writers, production assistant, and operations manager for helping us make this show come to life. If you'd like to support us in making this show, please consider subscribing to our Substack community, using our affiliate links, or just simply sharing the show with someone who might enjoy it. All right, let's get into this conversation. We gotta dive into the shirt. Yeah. The barrier breaker, the history maker, the game changer. Hot flyer, okay, first generation. <laughs> first generation. <laughs> <laughs> we had to do it. Um, first of all, like when I first met Avinger Lane, this is first, the first thing I saw. It's all over her social media. Sure, well, yeah. yeah you know what I'm um, so I'm sure for people that have watched this or been to college or thought about going to college, they know what a first generation college student is. They know what it means to be the first person in your family to pursue higher education. And that's not a small thing when you're trying to pursue something that the people closest to you in your sports system have never gone through. Yeah, right. Yeah. So where's your sports system come from? Right. Yeah. So talk to me about, you know, like your experience as a first generation college student and how you were like, I never want anybody to go through that alone again. Funny, because mom wasn't a bad one. Mm. Um, a lot of that had to do with the fact that I went to an HBCU. So many of us were mm. first generation. Mm. And the lived experiences for me were we were late. We were all working. We all had stuff happening at home. Mm. Um, but then that was also like the the challenge, right? Yeah. There's stuff happening at home. I'm trying to study. I'm trying to get through this degree. I'm trying to figure out if I want to stay in this major, if this yeah. even works for me. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out what's next. What is grad school? Yeah. But I didn't even know I was first generation in undergrad. Mm. So that's the other thing, right? It took me going to grad school, studying higher education, and then realizing in hindsight, oh, damn, this is, <laughs> wait a minute. So, so like when I'm telling you going through this experience, it was smooth. It wasn't until I even got to like a PWI in grad school okay. that things really started to hit for me. Mm. Um, more students who are at PWIs and especially students of color struggle more because mm. not only is it the first gen identity, it's the cultural pieces. Yeah. So. And it's not as normal, for lack of better words, to mm -hmm. be first generation, like I said, compared to PWIs, HBCUs. But for me, a lot of the challenges, you know, knowing myself too, though, figuring out what I want. But if I'm going to make my family proud, if I'm going to make myself proud, mm -hmm. um, I think the community part was easy mm -hmm. because black, blackity black. <laughs> you know? so, it's like, so I didn't have to worry about going to school with an armor on okay. about being black or even a woman for that matter, or thinking about things with Greek life. Mm -hmm. um, and if I'm going to participate or not, or just any of the things. Mm -hmm. But then the, again, the challenge is this, what's next? Mm -hmm. What is a career? What's negotiating for salary? Is this major? I'm doing this major because it's fun to me, yeah. but does this really make sense? <laughs> right. And nobody's going to be like, no, you should do something different unless somebody's really like, 
astute to the fact that you should really be doing something different. Yeah. Then you get this degree and be like, I'm not doing anything with this, right? Like, well, I'm not like, what the hell? Yeah. But I also went in as, as an honors college student. Mm. So I had a full academic scholarship. Good. And it's like choosing to go to my institution was because I have no money. So somebody <laughs> needed to pay for it, right? Yeah. Um, and I said, so I said it was good, but the challenges were more internal than they were external, mm. figuring out who to ask for help. Um, I lost my grandfather my very first year of you know, mm. college, thought I was going to go home, was actually going to leave a full academic scholarship to go home to my mom. And everybody's like, you crazy if you do that. But I'm like, but I feel like she needs my support. And as a first gen, you know, again, I'm the first to go off. Who am I to not help my mom? Who am I to not support her and what she's got going on? But even she was like, you made it out of here. You need to stay. Mm. And I'm like, don't you tell me to stay. <laughs> I'm coming home. I'm going to help. But I'm really glad I made the decision. So to stay and to continue to pursue it, because in hindsight, I had really done something on many levels mm -hmm. that many first gens don't get to do. That's go to college. That's get a degree, get the degree in four years and then have it paid for it. Yeah, so yeah. like shout out to that. But keeping those grades up and the balance of life and what to do. Um, those are more the challenges than do I belong here? Cause yeah. I definitely, the sense of belonging. Okay. If you don't get anywhere else, you can get an HBCU. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I feel. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I wish I had, my parents had that mentality. So I wasn't first gen, Yeah. but they were also like, if we are going to support you, mm -hmm. like going to college, then we also get a say and where mm. you go. So I had gotten a full ride from Tuskegee. Mm. I didn't want to go that close to home though. Okay, okay. And then I had gotten a full ride at Xavier. Nice, in New Orleans. Want, and they didn't want me that far away from home. Can we make about minds, please? I know, I know, let me mind my business. <laughs> but it's done now. Yeah, and then I got a full ride to Howard. Oh, you and bad. they said, you bad. and they were like, way too far. Well that, and then my mom was like, I think it would be a great school, mm. but I don't think you would find your people there. Really? Yeah, which is um, an interesting statement. And I trusted her like she's my mom because I'm not like, as you can, I'm very relaxed. Same, it's, it's same, yeah. Like I'm a t-shirt and jeans type of girl. Every day, all day. And Howard, she's like, Howard, they'd be on the front of like magazines. Like, I don't think like you're going to find your people there. Like they might be a little too bougie for you. And That's I was funny. like, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. So I ended up going to UAB and I did not get a full ride. I got a good scholarship, but I still had to take out loans. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I mean, like, it is what it is. Like, I don't necessarily regret it. But, you know, <laughs> them student loans are yeah. about me now. I, ain't yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to pay them Did back. you ever think about it for grad school, though? I did go to grad school. Okay. And I went to UAB. UAB, but like I'm saying, go to Howard, though, like, to kind of still kind of get that. Or go any to any black school, yeah. for that matter, you did. I didn't, because at the time... Um, there was a very specific program that I wanted. Okay. And okay. there were only four in okay. the entire United States. Okay. And one of them was at UAB. So okay. I went to UAB because it was like, it was a known quantity at that point, okay. you know, and I did like Birmingham a lot sure. and I wanted to see if I could make a life there, you know, because when I was going for undergrad, I was just thinking about getting a degree. Gotcha. I was not thinking about life. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about that. And I, I kind of fell in love with it. And I kind of, you know, I found my people. I, I had a great community there. So I went home for six months, um, took the, whatever the test is, the GRE and applied and, um, got it almost paid for. My parents were like, you know what, like we, you took out student loans. You shouldn't have to do that. We'll yeah. come with the rest. Yeah. And they came with the rest for grad school. So I didn't have loans for grad school. 
Um, which is not a, you know, it's life. Uh, it's not a flex. Like not every parent can do that. I'm very aware. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then they were also like, so you got a bachelor's degree in Spanish and you're getting a master's in anthropology. Mm. Remind me what a job is. Gonna look like. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Same thing. It's like, yeah, this is what I want. And it, and it, I'm just blessed that it worked out. Obviously I was like, if I could put like my actual knowledge of like life and peace and justice and human policy and public policy and like filmmaking, like I could, I feel like I could do something and they were not satisfied with that answer, but I think they are now because I'm (laughs) (laughs) self-sufficient. But I think like, and this is, you know, my experience and your experience coming from people who now have made it, but when you're in Mm. it, it feels like every decision you make is monumental. Everyone. You know what I'm saying? It's Everyone. like every decision I make affects my family. Everyone. Every decision I make affects this future that I don't even have time to think about because all I can think about is passing this class and like, mm-hmm. you know, talking to my professor and like trying to find the right student groups to be a part of okay. and like leadership opportunities to be a part of and learning opportunities to be a part of. And, you know, for people that, or maybe listening to this and maybe they're in college right now and they're like, you know, I'm just, I'm spending so much money. My parents are spending so much money mm-hmm. or, you know, we, it's co- so costly to go to college now and it's not getting any cheaper. No, no. And they're just like, I have this great idea. Why can't I just start my business now? Mm-hmm. What would you say to them? Cause my advice is definitely not to drop out. Not to drop out, but think about how you can start that business now. Yeah. Because if I could do it again, hear me if I, I, I could do this again. <laughs> I would have started sooner (laughs) because Mm. there's a joy in entrepreneurship that Mm. you just get nowhere else. Mm. And the students who went to school with me, right? My classmates studying business. Yeah. What is that? Right. Why you, why are you studying business to go work at a business and to just be very candid, my, the level of um, naivety that I had at that time Mm. in my life. Right. I'm not able to tell you that I understand studying business and opening a business because why are you doing that? What are you selling? Your clothes and shoes. But then it's like, no, everything's a business. It's just a lack of exposure and knowledge mm-hmm. that I couldn't admit before. But now I'm like, I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. But then it's like staying in school because it gives me still that that foundational piece of it. It mm-hmm. still gives me that college degree mm-hmm. because let's be for real. College education gives you an opportunity to network with people that you never would have met before. Yeah. And it puts you dead smack in the middle of everything the world has to offer yeah. in whatever pocket of the world for which you exist. Um, it's that critical thinking that it helps you with. Yes. It's that research. It's the analytical thing. It's, it's all so many things that it gives you in terms of tools, mm-hmm. but how it exposes you and allows you to grow and discover yourself and to figure out what that greater looks like for you. Yeah. So I'm a proponent for higher education all day. Again, studied it. That's what my <laughs> master's and my doctor's in, right? Yeah. Um, but more than anything, but having that that side hustle or that thing that you can do that's completely yours. Because yeah. like I said, what do you do if you know I want to have a lucrative career? So maybe I'm going to choose computer science, but I really love cuddling babies. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, do you uh, baby cuddling service, right? <laughs> yeah. But it's like, how do you find the balance, right? Between the professional thing, if that's what you choose mm-hmm. and going and working for somebody else, but still having those passion projects. Mm-hmm. And I think that op- entrepreneurship for many of us gives us that outlet. Mm-hmm. And then some of us is like, no, this is the thing. Mm-hmm. So if I had tried my hand at, you know, business sooner, but I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I would walk, you know, right. And you see Target and Walmart and all these, you know, Heart, whatever, Burger King, Hardy's, when it's just everything. And it's like, you know, somebody 
mm-hmm. is a manager. Yeah. But I never had a concept beyond manager, mm-hmm. like to just be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people don't even know that they can start a business or that they should start a business. So that's kind of like, well, I had these ideas, but I can't do anything with it. Right. You know, you can do anything with everything. Yeah. You know, if it's braiding hair, if it's waxing eyebrows, if it's doing tattoos, like there's so many things that people can do painting and it's art and it's renovations. Like there's so many things, but we just don't allow ourselves to explore it. Mm -hmm. But my thing is get the degree knowing that it's going to help Mm -hmm. solidify whatever you do in whatever kind of way. And if I think for me coming from a non-educated family or non-college-educated like family, right. let me be very clear about that, mm-hmm. um, that it made it really easy for me to see the value in like education and have that because it changed between having a salary and having to clock in, right? Between having benefits and time off and I'm not going to get hurt because I'm leaving work for a right. couple hours, right? right? And I said, by getting hurt, I'm losing money, right? <laughs> right? right. Um, but then thinking about how can I expand and have more than one stream of income mm-hmm. and just really live a full life. Mm-hmm. And I just think that stay in school, but don't negate if you have a dream or a vision pursuing that because it's going to make all the difference. It really is. This conversation is getting good. And trust me, it's only going to get better. But before we go on, I wanted to take a minute to thank our sponsor, NCIDEA. NCIDEA is an independent, private foundation whose vision is to help North Carolinians achieve their entrepreneurial ambition to start and grow high potential companies. They have grants, workshops, and an annual summit, all to help advance entrepreneurship and promote equitable economic development. To learn more and apply for grant funding, visit their website at the link in the description or head to ncidea.org. All right, let's get back into this conversation. So when you talk about, you know, the transition from like being an employee to being an entrepreneur, I'm sure there's plenty of people who've done pros and cons lists, so we don't have to go down (laughs) that road. But something that I think about when it comes to people considering, well, should I start my own business, right? I think about what I perceive business to be in college, just like you. Mm -hmm. And for me, a falsehood that I believed was that I was going to get a job and I was going to bring innovative solutions to that job. I was going to be a problem solver. I was going to just help them elevate. And I think like as young people, we have that like idea that we know how to do certain things better because, Mm -hmm. you know, especially my generation, our generation, like we're a little more technologically savvy. Yeah. We're a little more aware of like what tools are available to help us like you know, do certain tasks better at a higher level. And so I thought I was going to go into this job and I was just going to, you know, be this high achiever, you know, and it's like, maybe I was, but that's not what they hired me to do. That's not what any job is hiring you to do, you know, unless you're at like the director, the, you know, like they're not hiring you to change. They're hiring you to do your job. And I think, you know, that needs to be the reality for people need to think of what you say, <laughs> like, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. If you want like transparency, like get a job with a job description, ain't no problem with that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and if you want to, you know, make change. Just know that you're not going to make it till you get at that level where you are the decision and maker. And how long is it going to take you to get years. there? Years. Yeah. So many years. Mm. And the other half of that, too, was like startups were becoming, I would say, more popular as a means for like entry level positions around like the late, you know, 2007, 2008 yeah, to yeah, like, yeah. you know, 2015 ish. 
Um, and I was in college, you know, 2012 to 2016 for my bachelor's. So that was the time where people were like, oh, I could go work at this little startup and have a good (laughs) salary, you know? And it's like, well, that startup only raised a certain amount of money and they hemorrhaging. So you only Mm going to have a good job for about two years. You know, it's it's really going to be discompopulated because it's a new company. They probably don't have no kind of rules, regulations. So y'all just flying blind right now. Mm -hmm. And that's the other thing. People got allured by like, oh, I'm going to work at this cool startup where it's, you know, tech savvy and innovative. And I'm like this, you know, my role is very defined and like, I'm very aware of my contributions. Right. Whereas in like bigger corporations, like a McDonald's, like, you serve some, like you took somebody's order. Like every, there's multiple people that do that. And like, mm-hmm. nobody's giving you recognition for like taking somebody's order really well. Yeah. Whereas if you're like yeah. at a startup and you like are doing a great job of customer service, there's like probably three of y'all. Yeah. So like, of course, you know, you can get recognition when you're on a smaller team. So there's, there's two little subtle differences, but I think neither one was appealing to me. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, and I say this because like, you know, if you're a first generation college student, if you're anybody watching this or listening to this and you're thinking like, okay, well maybe I want to start a side hustle, but I want to have some security before that. Mm. I think you need to be realistic about what transferable skills look like. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about like conversations that you're having with people who are like, well, I want to start my own business. or I want to think differently about how I'm going to, you know, use my college experience to enhance life after college mm-hmm. and maybe some of the re- harsh realities they're starting to run into. Harsh realities. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is what it is, right? Um, my first question is generally why? Mm-hmm. Why do you want to do what you want to do? What sense does it make? What problem? You said it so very clearly. Are you solving? Yeah. Um, what experience did you have to be able to solve this problem that yeah. you're trying to solve? Um, my biggest question, who the hell going to pay you <laughs> to solve this problem? Um, because, I mean, we have great ideas. And again, I, I'm a true believer anything is possible, mm-hmm. but it may not be possible here. We talked about some of the things you're trying. It wasn't possible in Birmingham. <laughs> you know? It's just going to happen. It's not going to pop off. No. Take it somewhere else, right? Yeah, yeah. But then I think about all the layers. Do you have the, the staying power, right? Are you willing to give it? five, seven, mm-hmm. ten years, right? Minimum. Minimum, <laughs> right? Are you willing to lose some sleep sometimes? Are you willing to hear no? Um, my th- I guess now, why and willingness? No, so this might be a good, a good one to get spilled. Why and willingness? Because at the end of the day, it's not overnight. Mm-hmm. It's really not overnight. And some people, I think, have a, a false expectation that I'm just going to get out here and it's just like, boom. Yeah. Um, something that I tell people all the time, I'm not an overnight success. I've been at this for almost a decade. Yeah. And how many hits have I had to take? You know, getting through the cocoa, right? <laughs> Having some personal stuff happen in my life. Yeah. Um, things that I've had to let go of, all the things that I've tried from... Mm-hmm online courses and speaking to in-person events. I've done a little bit of like seeing like everything to try to like what works and testing my market Mm -hmm. and thinking that I have a good, you know, fit for my market then for them to be like, oh no, we changed our minds, right? (laughs) And so there's this thing that it's challenging, it's inconsistent, but it's crazy beautiful and it's exciting. And then when you finally hit your stride, you're like, oh (laughs) shit, I'm doing it now, right? Because it's like, you get there, but are you willing to go the mile? Yeah. 
the few miles, yeah. you know, to, to see things to fruition. Are you willing to let go of this initial dream that you may have had yeah. about what things are supposed to look like? Um, cause again, at my heart, I'm a speaker, yeah. but at my deepest heart, I'm an educator. Mm -hmm. And then at my deepest, deepest heart, I just want to encourage people in everything that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'm not able to do that in the, in the space that I wanted to do it in. However, if I can print 200 shirts and 200 people are walking around happy because they're reaching some life goals, Ooh, mm -hmm. that's different, right? Yeah. How can you see what you're doing in different ways? Mm -hmm. um, you know, podcaster, right? Yeah. Speaker, online store. Everything is exciting to me mm -hmm. and I'm interested in doing it. I'm excited. So what excites you? What yeah. makes you say I can do that and I can finesse it? right? <laughs> um, and then what can I also learn? Mm -hmm. What's reasonable for me? Mm -hmm. Because when I say reasonable, service-based, their profit margin, oof, a whole lot better though <laughs> than product base. Yeah, because people yeah. don't think about the inventory, the returns, the stuff that gets broken, um, stuff that may not arrive on time. There's mm -hmm. so many other layers. Yeah, you know, looking at the two, but the same thing with service. Not you know, because I've been there, having a project need to get it done within a certain time frame. Yeah. Something happened with one of your assistants. Something happens with one of somebody that you outsource a contract. Something happened with the client. <laughs> Okay, because so that happens. Oh, we the change it. We're not gonna start today. We're not gonna start today, Angela. We're not gonna start today. We started, though. We started, but yeah, we are started. started. But uh, so there's so many, so many variables and factors, right? Yeah. And what I find myself, you know, saying and thinking is what tool, what thing that I need to go back? Is it a communication tool today? Mm -hmm. Is it a technical skill today? Yeah. Nobody talks about building your website when no. you ain't got it. No. But then it's like, now I'm a coder. Yeah. I go to school for this. And I had the, the hours and hours that you spend doing things. Yeah. Or what about those projects that you just know that you know that you know are going to pop off? And, and then, then they, they flop. Oh, and it's like, but you did but you did the work. Yeah. You did the research. You yeah. asked people. So are you willing to be versatile? Yeah. To be flexible? To be willing to try, try again? Um, it comes down to not stopping. Mm -hmm. Like there are so many things that work. And then to be a woman, mm -hmm. to be a black woman, yeah. to be a black woman with my ass in the South, <laughs> you know, and yeah. what opportunities look like. And then we're constantly getting these legislation and the policies and things that are changing that are working against yes. creating yeah. access. Yeah. So then I'm first generation. Yeah. I don't have People that I can call and say, yo, drop me 10K right quick. I need 50K for something real quick. Yo, when somebody in Raleigh told me they did that for like their friends and family <laughs> around, I was like, do huh? you know how many people have these these people to, to give gifts to buy houses and it's 75? Oh, here's your down payment. Or your what? I don't come from that. No. I don't come from that. It's like I heard the average that um, certain families get is like 40K for a house. I'm like, 40K they didn't earn? 40K they didn't work for? And you just giving it as a gift to and get a house? <laughs> and a nice house. In a nice neighborhood. Yeah. You just killed your payment. Like, it's low, low now. So you, so you don't really have to, you know, and then it's out here trying to struggle. I'm dazed and confused. <laughs> okay. But then it happens with businesses too. Yeah, it does. I'm I need office space. I need inventory. I yeah. need to hire. I need to pay insurance. I need to think about taxes. All the things I need to think about softwares and yeah. things that I didn't know how to think about. Right. It takes money. Yeah. Then I'm applying for the grant and yeah. the grant ran out. Oh. I'm applying for the grant and everybody else got the grant but me. Yeah. So those financial woes that come up yeah. and it's like people who make it in entrepreneurship, you got to be something. You got and, it. And not just from a popular or 
I mean, <laughs> if you come from rich, I guess, you know, yeah, yeah. but you have to be somebody who's persistent and mm-hmm. resilient and unwilling to fail. Yeah. And to try because yeah. everything seems like it can work against you. Yeah. But then when those things work out, it's like that really worked out. Right. Look at my stuff. <laughs> look at look at me. You know, yeah. look at the award that came because of something I did that I'm like, yeah. y'all saw that? Y'all yeah. were paying attention to that, right? Yeah. Um, but it's it's knowing who you are more than anything. And I would even say trusting who you are mm-hmm. and how you show up in the world and knowing what you want to leave behind because it's so much easier Mm -hmm. to go work a nine to five and to do those, those things, right? Oh, Mm -hmm. that you told to do. (laughs) Don't be creative now. Don't be creative. Don't Don't ask me no questions. (laughs) Just do your job. (laughs) But then there's this, this exhilaration in entrepreneurship that you just, it's, you know, yeah. it's unmatched. I mean, and when them highs come, they, they high. And when them lows come, you baby, <laughs> low as hell. But that's everything in life. But yeah. here's the thing, and, and my friend said this to me recently, and I'm really grateful for it. You are your dream. Mm-hmm. When I get up, I'm excited and motivated to do what I'm doing. Yeah. Cause it's me living. I am the face of my business. I'm the voice of it, you know, and it depends on what business it is to it, how it's working operationally. But in general, I'm the C I'm a CEO. Mm-hmm. Right. At one point I was not, I ain't gonna say what I was, but I wasn't right. <laughs> to be able to say, this is what I'm paying my employees, my contractors, yeah. hell myself. Yeah. To be able to say there's no cap to what I can make now. Right. If I'm willing to really try and switch, pivot, don't quit, mm-hmm. right? If I can figure out what that is, that, that there's no limit mm-hmm. to where I can go and what I can do. This is all me. Yeah. Every thought, every idea, every vision, every when I wake up at three o'clock in the morning, I'm like, oh, I want that to work. Yeah. And then six months later, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. There is no greater feeling to be the most authentic version of myself right Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. in a way that I couldn't get in anybody else's organization and to be able to go into these spaces and to be who I am, to present sweatshirt and, you know, if I had typically jeans, right, (laughs) or... I changed some of my professional headshots Mm. with me in a hoodie. Yeah. Because that's who I am. Yeah. And I want to attract my tribe. I want my people to see me and be comfortable with who I am. I get to do that in entrepreneurship. Mm. Can't go do that for many other people or corporations because I ain't having it. Mm -mm. Because it's not professional. But what is professional? Look at us. Yeah. Killing it. Right. Um, But we don't have to do it in suits and dresses and heels and stuff. I do a little makeup now, but I don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> so, feeling passionate about that, but it's, yeah. you trust your journey, right? You do. you do. And trust what's inside of you, but know if tomorrow doesn't come for you, what do you have to leave the world? Mm. And are you going to be okay with that? Because mm. if you're not, if you're not, don't do it. Mm. But if you believe there is something more to you, you have got to, you've yeah. absolutely got to make it happen. Got to make it happen. Yeah. I want to talk to you a little bit about what you said about your target audience, right? Mm -hmm. Because I know there are some people who say, well, I have a problem I want to solve. Mm -hmm. And based on the numbers, there's enough people experiencing this problem that it will be lucrative for me to solve it, Mm -hmm. right? The numbers be lying sometimes. (laughs) The numbers be lying. They be lying, big big lies. They be lying, right? Because I think sometimes, too, when people say, well, solve a create a business to solve a problem. Sometimes the problem you're solving isn't as big of a problem as you think. Like the market is limited. And sometimes if it's been a problem for a long time, 
people have already found workarounds mm -hmm. that work for them, mm -hmm. right? So they don't necessarily need a solution mm -hmm. to that problem. They don't necessarily need your solution to their problem, mm -hmm. right? Um, and just the example you used of, well, I want to serve first-generation people, and you were like, but that market, it wasn't big enough. Mm -hmm. And people felt like the solutions they had, they were like, we good with the solutions, right? Mm -hmm. So talk to me about how you kind of had to change your thinking about, well, who am I serving then? And can I still accomplish my original mission of helping first-generation college students? Thank you for that, because mm -hmm. um, that's been hard. That's mm -hmm. that hard pill to swallow. That's that, I don't want to accept this truth, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, part of it, too, I want to add, too, is just having the funding to do it. Mm -hmm. Or if I'm working in a higher education space, we've already got a center or an office, like you said, and the mm -hmm. people who are doing it why we're bringing in an outsider to sometimes do it yeah. or that, getting that funding piece. Well, no, we're not going to invest that much in that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but y'all need to help these students. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think for me after, and I spent years, all right. There's, but so many times that people can reach out and say, we'd love for you to come and do this thing, mm -hmm. but how many calls I've gotten on where you filled out the form and indicated your budget and got me on the call yeah. and said, Oh, but by the way, that's we, we actually know we just needed to fill something in. Could you have just sent an email to just do a different request? Because then I came in with expectation. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also a constantly growing thing because there's been a few bodies of, I guess, um, initiatives that have been serving in the way that they've served for more than 50 years at this point. Right. And so now is this first gen piece starting to expand beyond those initiatives and have standalone spaces, mm -hmm. but they're still not funded. So somebody told me when I first started and I heard them, <laughs> I heard them, but it was more of the thing that you're way ahead of your time with this. Mm. What do you mean? No, I'm not. I had the first podcast mm -hmm. for the topic. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was also focusing on grad students or so not just grad students, but graduates period yeah. and thinking ahead. And then the journal came and the books and mm -hmm. the store comes. So I've, I'm, I'm there. Sometimes you think beyond your target. Right. Mm -hmm. They're just not there. So like you said, what are you doing? They're just not there. So for me, I'm like, well, I want to stay an entrepreneur mm -hmm. and I want to make money. Yeah. <laughs> what do I need to do to make that happen? Because I, I, I'm selling books, I'm sending books and I'm going back to this idea. But sometimes it's not the books because the books you can sell but so many and people will come back. I have some repeat customers that are amazing. Mm -hmm. But what's going to get me to this large number I have in my head that I'm just accepting this is not going to do it for. Right. So can I then start this other company? And like I've done with the first, be able to hire first generation people, mm -hmm. right? Students for internships, doing communication stuff, want to learn textile, want to learn government contracting, whatever it is. Yeah. Can I bring them into this? Can I take this new thing to just make this more of a passion thing for me? Right. Mm -hmm. And not the, the primary focus. And I'll be honest, I don't feel like I failed. Mm -hmm. right, right, but it's like the kind of bag I'm saying that I'm looking for. It's not going to come through that. Not in this. And then corporations are far from being there, right? Mm -hmm. They're getting there, but the corporations have a bag. Yeah, like they have it to buy things to oh twenty five thousand. Cool. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Right. And I am screaming to the top of my lungs and other places saying, "Would you really?" But in what I'm doing now is being able to say, "I am though the first gen." graduate, mm -hmm. now entrepreneur, mm -hmm. leaning more into that path and into that story, into that narrative versus just being a first-gen grad. 
I worked, then I went into entrepreneurship. So being able to still tell the story, to be able to inspire through podcasts, right? Through my own, through being on panels and whatever else. Um, But it's also with the more lucrative business is allowing me to still serve some of those old, you know, I say ideas, but old targets Mm -hmm. in ways to where it doesn't hurt because I'm not losing now versus I can breathe and yeah, I can negotiate different because my livelihood is not going to be on the line. Um, But then moving into a new audience, can I still, because I can still now serve. I saw the problem. So let's say some people say I can't buy merchandise from your store from the first gen shop. We can't buy clothes, but can you customize your apparel? Mm. I can. Well, I got a sister company. Mm. that does that now. Yeah. And then I do promotional items. Mm-hmm. So for what you can't do here, yeah. I can still do it. Yeah. And then again, I'm finding that that's also expanding how many people can work with me because of what they, because some people just can't even invest in speaking. Right. Because no, we can't do that. But here are some of the workarounds. And it's like, well, did you not learn the game? No, I learned the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, learned, I learned the game and I was finessing as much as I could, but I had to be okay with saying, I need to do something different. Mm-hmm. But now are my first gens who I do get to go speak to, are they still able to see the entrepreneur and they aspire to be that? Mm-hmm. So for those who are able to bring me in, I'm able to do speaking for them. I'm still able to make those connections. Yeah. And then I can print their shirts. And now they all got the shirts on. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> so the things that, you know, what can I do not to quit, right? Yeah. But to evolve and to expand. Yeah. And then I get a lot of joy when I think about, I had an institution order 700 books this year for me, right? Mm-hmm. And then I go to do an engagement with them and the students are coming in and it's like, that's the first that the institution ordered that many mm-hmm. and brought me in to speak. Right. Kind of either get either or try to get a package, just be straight up with you. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. We can do this, but I'm not having to compromise. Right. right? Um, but then they'll come back and work with other departments to do other things for students that may not be first gen, yeah. but I'm still serving. So it's a, it's a blend. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's being okay with saying it's greater. Yeah. It's greater. Yeah. And if I can do the scholarships and put students to school more easily, mm-hmm. right, um, by changing and working with governmental entities, corporations, right. well, there's still going to be first gens that are there mm-hmm. who are working in these spaces, who are leading in these spaces, who I'm actually contacting to say, let's partner. I know you first gen. Yeah. And I know you at Coke. Yeah. So let's do this thing, right? So. <laughs> Yeah. Being open to the possibilities, but never losing sight of the fact that I'm still on the first gen journey and what I built, my foundation was that, and they're still watching. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. When I think about, you know, diversifying your income, right? Yeah. Not something I thought about when yeah. I first started. <laughs> um, I started as a photographer and I said, you know, I see that video is, is coming. Yeah. And I feel like if I can do photo and video, I felt like I could name my price because there are so few people who did both mm-hmm. and did both well. Yeah. And um, so I guess if that counts as diversification, that was kind of my start. And then uh, in 2020, I started the podcast. So that's another creative outlet, right? I don't mm-hmm. produce podcasts for the people, but it was an avenue for me to have partnerships and, and for me to um, create really specific content for the people. Yeah. Right. And um, I think that when we think about diversifying, when people say that, even if it's just a side hustle to your to your main job, and even if it's not a, not to diminish that, but sure. yeah. when you think about that, people usually think about creating it out of need, right? Because the main job isn't paying you enough, mm-hmm. right? But really, I think we 
as a people, just as anybody, really need to start thinking about side hustles or different avenues of income as a safety net. Because even in your, you know, let's say the, the speaking was taken off, then COVID happened, then what? Well, that's what happened. Yeah. Like the year that I was, like I had finally gotten to that rhythm and I was like, I'm good. Yeah. Overnight. Yeah. Everything. So even as an entrepreneur, Everything. there's still some like, yeah. you need to have some different avenues to make money mm-hmm. that are tried and true because like anything can happen. For sure. And, and I think that that applies to anything. And when you try to talk with people about about that, even as entrepreneurs, some people are very resistant because the other dichotomy, you know, half of this dichotomy is that like when you're very specific about what it is you do and what it is you don't do, mm-hmm. then you're used to being able to say no to things that, mm-hmm. you know, are not within your current scope of, yeah, of yeah. work. Um, so talk to me a little bit about, you know, how you think about the benefits of expanding into being both the maker and the supplier in terms of, of products. I love it. <laughs> Change the game. Yeah. <laughs> game changer. Because, yeah. um, again, it's just I solved my own problem. Yeah. And I didn't realize it at first because I didn't even have institutions in mind when I thought about, mm-hmm. like, the first gen shop was really professionals, yeah. for scholars, show your pride, buy the shirt, get the sweater, whatever. Um, but, again, institutions typically have been my largest clients. Mm -hmm. And I started to realize it was really those organizations that were keeping the business alive and afloat Mm -hmm. because they were buying books and journals and, you know, graduates and stuff like things were coming from that. So I'm like, B to C wasn't even really my thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, But then thinking about, okay, when I'm running into certain issues at certain places, because Publics are different than privates in you know, institutions yeah. and what they can do with the red flags are whatever, whatever. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, well, if I keep hearing this is a problem mm-hmm. and I know y'all want to work with me again, how can I solve this problem I'm having for myself? Because mm-hmm. I don't want to keep leaving opportunity on the table. Yeah. But it wasn't even that initially. It was just starting supply company because I wanted to get a government contract and I had a, a skill in apparel. Mm-hmm. And I kept saying that these contracts, people were getting stuff for promotional items and apparel. And I'm like, but I can do that. Mm-hmm. Let me just do that. Yeah. And then it hit me. Mm-hmm. But I can do this for me, too. Yeah. So now I'm, <laughs> like you said, my own supplier. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like I'm doing my own thing. But at mass and it just gives me a piece on I can fix the problem sometimes. Mm-hmm. Not sometimes, a lot of times because mm-hmm. now people oh well, we can't buy shirts again. Can you make them? Yeah. Can you customize them? Mm-hmm. Can we do stuff for your institution, for your students specifically? Mm-hmm. I made it harder for people to tell me no. Because mm-hmm. at this point now, you don't have to bring me in and speak. And let me say this, too. As a speaker, I wasn't somebody who was going to limit myself in my I limited myself. But I didn't put an emphasis on like leadership, mm-hmm. financial literacy. That's not that's not my go to. That's not my my thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to lie to myself. I'm an empowerment, personal development, inspirational. That's what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. So you even have some people say, well, maybe that wasn't lucrative enough or you should have done something different. I'm, I'm going to say true to me. Mm-hmm. Right. I know student affairs. Everything comes with some kind of thing. But OK, I, I can't solve that problem any differently, because then if I'm doing leadership, that's not going to it's not going to be honest. Right. So I'm going to show up and do maybe a half ass job, but I don't want to just do it. Oh, oh, because I just did it. Like, no. Yeah. Right. And in my field, it's like, well, OK, but how can I expand? So now being the supplier and the maker, I'm able to, again, serve more widely mm-hmm. and I can be in more places at once. Yeah. Because as a speaker, I don't have the opportunity to be in New York at four 
and then you know down in Georgia at seven. Yeah. Now I'm sending out boxes right. and boxes of stuff to different institutions and organizations. Period across the states, mm-hmm. and I'm like. I didn't have to leave the house. <laughs> I didn't have to put on pants, pants. Like, you know, because I have these, these like lounge pants. I love to wear lounge pants. Yeah. And it's thinking like, it helped me to be able to do the engagements that I want to do, yeah. but also do the engagements where people are going to value what I'm bringing. Yeah. And it's coming. So it's also, again, giving me that time to take a step back mm-hmm. and be cool and to learn new skills, mm-hmm. right? To figure out what I do and don't like. And then to even come an even stronger entrepreneur, yeah, because uh, my my skills have expanded exponentially, yeah. And again, it's just peace of mind, yeah. And so it's I already had the thing that I was doing, yeah. It just made me feel more powerful in what I was able to do, yeah. And showing up, mm. doing the work, being yeah. willing to learn, but being willing to let go of something for just a little while, because mm. that hasn't changed right. for me. I still use like my social media to do inspirational pieces and stuff, right? Yeah. But I just, really, to answer your question, like I did right very early, I just mm-hmm. solved the problem and I made it possible for myself to just, to expand and to get into territories that I also otherwise wouldn't have been able to get into. Mm-hmm. So now I can serve student leaders. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Thank you for that. Sometimes we launch things mm-hmm. and they kind of flop. Mm-hmm. And it's not because the thing wasn't good. It just meant you probably didn't have the audience size yet mm-hmm. and you weren't ready. So mm-hmm. you didn't know how to like get it in front of the people that would, would care. Um, the other half of that, you said something about like, it's different when you're starting a business and you know, nobody. And then if you're like the popular person, so yeah. if you have a big following already and then you launch something, yeah. the likelihood of success, you know, especially startup success, like that initial success, yeah, yeah, yeah. so much greater. Right. And being in college, I started, between like undergrad and graduate, this my first business. And I saw other people who are photographers who maybe they were good, maybe they weren't, but they were, you know, maybe they were in a sorority or a fraternity yeah. or maybe they were really popular or something like that. And it felt like they were getting a lot of business really fast. Like mm-hmm. every, when they announced it, it was just like popping off. Do, I'm gonna do it, yeah, let's yeah, do that, yeah. You yeah. know, and so, and it, it took me a little bit longer, right? But also I'm still here mm-hmm. and they're not. Mm-hmm. And I think, when you were saying, like, when you mm-hmm. first started, people were like, ah, you know, giving you feedback, like, maybe you should change this. Maybe you should try that. Maybe, you know, it would be more lucrative if you did this. I think there's something to the fact when you start mm-hmm. and you have people who are honest with you. And I think that's harder to get when you're already big because mm-hmm. people feel like they can't criticize you. Mm-hmm. And that is not good. Not at all. Like, you need honest, constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not you agree with it whole other thing, but you need people to be honest with you and get that feedback because when it is time and when you do learn from those mistakes of failing early, failing fast, keeping, keeping it moving, keeping it going, when you do launch something else, then it, you, you have all these lessons that put to it, right? When you launched the supplier business, you had all these lessons, you had all these connections and it was a completely different story, right? Very much so. But you wouldn't have gotten there if you didn't have the feedback of people being honest with you about what they needed, right? So I would love to hear your opinion on like people who are starting now and they're saying, well, you know, I'm just I'm a, from a small town, a first generation person or, you know, you know, maybe I did have a person in my family that went to college, but, you know, we don't really keep in touch. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a regular job. They're not really, you know, an entrepreneur or whatever. I want to start off a small audience. I don't think I, I'm big enough mm. to make something that's impactful. 
You don't have to be big for it to be impactful, though, yeah? Mm. Um, you have to define what that is for yourself. Yeah. Because I didn't start off with the platform I have. Mm -hmm. And then we've grown up in the age of social media mm -hmm. where it's been years. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still not where I would want to be, but I'm like, the other thing, if we talk about a target audience, yeah. customers, you know, B to, B to C ended up not even really being my thing. Yeah. So a lot of times when you may put your focus on having a thousand, two thousand customers, you may only need a hundred to achieve your goal. Yeah. And those hundred people, not even on social media. No. <laughs> so it's the learning. Yeah. Um, it's the paying attention, right? It's the, what am I doing anyway and who needs it? And do, do I have to be big or can I just create a quality product or give a quality service mm -hmm. and still do meaningful work? Yeah. I think there's so much pressure to show up in social media as a speaker. Yeah. I've needed to do that. Yeah. I've needed to, right? Yeah. I've had to. Again, somebody told me early on, you're way ahead of your time. And I know I'm not doing financial literacy. I'm not doing leadership. I'm not doing mm -hmm. a, several things that will be, again, for institutions far more lucrative. Yeah. I knew that. Yeah. But I'm going to take my chance. But they, they, they're catching up, though, right? <laughs> not trying to be like, I mean, so it's like, I'm not worried because y'all coming. I see what's happening. <laughs> but I've established myself yeah. so that... As these institutions continue to get these grants, these foundations are happening, these funds are, are they're increasing. There's a chapter in my sorority in New York that just did a million dollar endowment for first generation students at that mm. institution. That's good. You know? Yeah. They weren't there. The first gen thing is still new. Yeah. And, and outside of the spaces that were initially created, right? Mm. Um, but to that point, it's being able to be What's the word for it? What I'm thinking for it? Ready. Mm. But knowing where you need to be to be ready. Yeah. You mentioned to me getting here and going to all the networking events, getting to know people, getting to know your ideal customer. Right. Yeah. Did you need a big following for that? You showed up. Yeah. Sometimes you got to show up. But what does showing up look like? If you're trying to be an influencer, that's one thing. And a lot of people are stuck on being an influencer, but yeah. I'm trying to influence the bag. <laughs> And that bag ain't Don't always care. sitting there on Instagram, hardly on Facebook, it ain't on Twitter. And so that's why I'm having also to, again, to learn and to lean into like accepting. I don't have to have a huge name because the government right now, they want to know that the product is good. Yeah. They don't give a damn about my Instagram. No. They're not checking for my LinkedIn that I'm aware, right? I mean, I don't know, maybe, but <laughs> but is this, is, did she deliver? Is this on time? Is this quality? Did this fit our budget? Mm -hmm. I know many millionaires. Well, I don't say I know many. I know of, but I know a few. <laughs> Me and as myself, 100 people follow them on social media. They low key. And they post once a year. If, <laughs> if they get their year in, right? <laughs> But traveling all over the all over the world, yeah, doing all kind of things. So don't put so much emphasis on what you think the world thinks you're supposed to be, to be able to have something that you know is going to be impactful, yeah, meaningful and necessary. Yeah. But it's really going back to a question you asked earlier, knowing your target audience. Mm -hmm. And I stopped giving myself hell about building an Instagram or uh, doing a big thing on a social media because. My clients were on LinkedIn. My clients were in Facebook groups, mm -hmm. right? Um, who they were, what circles they were hanging, what conferences were they were at. Sometimes yeah. it's not a social media thing for you just being at a conference, yeah. sponsoring an event, going in to stand up at an event and say, hey, I'm here, right? Yeah. 
you're never too small, um, never too big either, mm. right? But do you know who you're serving? Mm -hmm. And if you don't know who you're serving, that's going to be the problem because yeah. you're going to be trying to serve them wrong. Yeah. And so leaning into that is what's really going to make the difference. Because um, if it's something in you, and I know you understand, and I'm, I never thought I had two companies, no. two corporations. <laughs> and I say that because it's like I had to learn that. Yeah. But it's been years, Angela. Yeah. It's been years. And I'm finally at a stage where I'm like, well, I love this, but I, I want to pivot because I have multimillionaire in my brain. Mm. And what I'm doing specifically in speaking right now, yeah. that it's not going to get me there. Yeah. It can get me to a strong six figures. Yeah. But it's not going to get me to that million. Right. So what you want to do? Yeah. And you got you to gotta be honest with yourself about stuff like that, too. Facts you know? facts. Like, at first, when I first started, you know, like I said, I was, you know, I was just happy to be in, in the game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I wasn't really thinking long term until I, I graduated from my master. And I was like, okay, like, mm -hmm. what are we about to do? Like, are we going to keep playing the charade, playing the small? Or are we going to actually start dreaming big and, and yeah. working towards some big goals? Scary and, things, yeah. Yeah. And, like, that also... You know, I sat down with an accountant. They said, how much you plan on making next year? I said, huh? <laughs> you think I'm already supposed to know that? Next year ain't come yet. They said, <laughs> <laughs> got to project. Yeah. You got to know. I got it. Yeah. And so I started, he's like, okay, so this is what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. We're going to work on some projections, going to work on your budget, you mm -hmm. know, make sure you make it enough to cover that budget, pay yourself, have some for taxes, like we need to start thinking about what it really means How to your have a business. going to look like? Who yeah. you going to hire for? All kinds of things. Yeah, like so what much. do you actually need? Because I didn't, I didn't made some hires that I didn't actually need. Yeah. But I thought I needed because I was on social media and I thought that's what I was supposed to do. Yeah. That's why, you know, you can't really listen to social media. Social media, <laughs> they have well, messed listen, up. Listen to the right one. Listen to the right one, yeah. <laughs> you know, numbers ain't always right, you know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I mean, like, it's just such a critical conversation to have. Yeah. Because I think, you know, there's definitely a discourse that maybe I'm actively trying to dispel, mm -hmm. which is that you need to have it all together. You need to have a big following, even though I do post on social media very often, but you know, you need to have all your ducks in a row mm -hmm. for it to be successful. You need to have one clear thing that you're doing for it to be successful. And, you know, obviously, yes, we're highlighting business owners, but a lot of them, they didn't have two or three things that weren't successful. Yeah. They didn't have one thing that's more successful than the other one. Absolutely. They didn't have, you know, some things that Maybe they thought they needed to be bigger, but they just couldn't get them bigger because it wasn't the right time. Um, or so many things that, you know, happen behind the scenes that we just don't talk about. Mm -hmm. um, like hearing no and not liking that feeling yeah. and then keeping going anyway. Yeah. So. Because that sucks. Yeah. It's not fun. And you're going to have to get used to no. Yeah. You're going to have to. But they say chase your no so that you can get to your yes. Mm. But then once you get to your yeses, sometimes you're going to have to say no. Cause for me, and that's, and that's happened. Yeah, and but that's what's happened with me. Like even as a speaker, when I realized, like you got the juice, girl. You know, like at some point I realized, like yeah, you really. I, I know I was made for it. Yeah. I know that I was born for it. I know that yeah. I, I, I live and breathe and exist to speak. Mm. But I wanted to help my people, mm -hmm. right? But then I'm also like, and sometimes that conversion didn't convert well, you know. Yeah. And then budgets for the goals I have financially and yeah. what, you know, they'll say, well, set your budget here and do this and look at this. And I'm going to be working every single day of the year, you know, yeah. to, to get to this. And so it's like I'm I'm not going to I'm not going to hit go beyond the ceiling. Yeah. I'm just not like I can do 
15, 20, 30 engagements, but I'm not going to hit this thing that I'm trying to hit. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm just not, not right now. Right. Yeah. But then you say, well, okay, you know, let me, let me yeah. try something different for self-preservation. Yeah. Right. Let me try something different. Yeah. So that I can be able to be joyful in what I'm doing. Yeah. Cause that's the key, man. Like, yeah. like I realized that with client work with Rootful, it's like last year mm -hmm. I made a lot of money, but now work, I ain't taking no days Tied. off. Her, you know what Tied I'm saying? Him. And that's just not life. Mm -hmm. Why? Why? And like, it really came to me where I was just like, okay, like, yeah, I don't work a nine to five, but I still like, I'm giving my time to away to everybody else. Mm -hmm. Like, what about making time for my own passion projects? For yourself, yeah. Like I've, I've, you know, like, yeah, like, you know, you can raise your prices, but still like, there's only so much capacity you're going to have as a person. Mm -hmm. And it comes time for you to think about too, like, even if you do have a big target audience, like there's no shortage of people who need video. Mm -hmm. I get that, but there's only one me mm -hmm. too. And I need to also have a life that allows me to like step away from my business and not be freaking out about where my bills are going to come from or like if I'm missing out on something or whatever, whatever, whatever. Like I need to have build my business around my life, not the other way around. And yeah. so it's like starting to think differently about where income is coming from. Mm -hmm. And that can also be a hard pill to swallow. It's like you reach the success, but at what cost? <laughs> so a few days ago, the conversation I was having with my group of friends was I'm finally accepting that for me to get where I have to go, I have to leave this group behind. Mm. I have to leave this this part of the audience, you know, um, mm. that I that I thought was going to be it for me. Yeah. How do I resolve that? Am I not committed to what I said I was doing? Mm. But it's like, no, you just get to serve them different. Right. Which we yeah. talked about. Yeah. Um, but that no thing I want to go back to that. One of my mentors said the other day. Sometimes your no is a blessing and a door open for somebody else. Yeah. Because how can I say that I know what I'm worth and value? And I'm again, I'm not doing leadership. Yeah. I'm not doing. I refuse to do DEI. <laughs> don't get me started. Please don't. Get me for and for real. <laughs> yeah. So I could go get a corporate bag and do DEI and be a speaker and be for lucrative. For three years. For three years, and then they're gonna say, well. We did the DEI thing. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when it was hot, 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 and I had people, oh, why don't you do I said, because that's not true to who I am. Well, granted, the first gen stuff is very DEI oriented, right? It very much so is because it's a lot of people, first generation are people of color, yeah. right? People from low ACS backgrounds, low socioeconomic, right? Yeah. So there was something there to be said, but first gen, y'all just not going to talk about black issues. Y'all not ready for some of these first gen issues. And then I'll be very candid being that I'm not first generation American. Mm. Sometimes I wasn't given that same. I hadn't been, you know, still given that same. I don't have that story, mm. but I am first generation. And then a lot of my peers are realizing like we got a lot of the same story. Yeah. Cause we people of color. Yeah. Right. But that no can be somebody else's blessing. Yeah. But I know. And if I, <laughs> here's what I'm going to say too. If I know what you're paying other speakers to come in and do stuff, even if they're men, especially if they're men, actually, and I come back around and I get remotely close and you tell me, no, you ain't got it. Right. Guess you didn't want it bad enough. Cause I'm not going to let y'all play me. Yeah. Right. Love y'all. But I'm not going to let y'all. If y'all will spend thousands and thousands of dollars for these, these special guests to come to your campus, then you can spend as much for me to come in and help you retain your students. Respectfully. And I, I say this now, not as I'm, you know, talking to shit. Right. <laughs> but I've had to really embrace like, yo, what is going on? Yeah. 
I left with the tools and knowledge to solve the problems that I know that y'all, I know when I paid other people to come in. Mm-hmm. That's where my, that's where my budget starts. Yeah. That's, that's where my rate starts. Yeah. I know what's out there. Yeah. But you got to do your di- due diligence. Yeah. I'm a big fan of like pay transparency. Mm-hmm. Um, it needs to, it needs to happen. And especially among entrepreneurs, because I think right now, going back to Twitter, actually, you know, even LinkedIn, people be like, yeah, I made six figures in 30 days. Let me tell you how I did it. Here are the 10 steps you need to, like, you know what I'm saying? You got to love it. Ain't that easy. Ain't that easy. Ain't that easy. You got to love it. But that's not true pay transparency to me. Um, Mm -hmm. Because what they're leaving out is how long it took them to get it. Yeah, it may take you 30 days this year after 10 years. Yeah, yeah. And they get it, go on to them classes for $2,000. I'm a victim. I'm a victim. Survivors here. Tell my true story. But my pay for itself, though, that one pay, that one I did do, though, it paid for itself big time. So, yeah. Okay, okay. good. But it gives false hope, though. It does, because it's like, it's not realistic. And it's just like, you know, a lot of people, especially, and the reason I asked, too, about diversification of income is talking about, you know, when people think now about building an online business, right? They're like, oh, all you need is a, a computer and an internet connection. You could be rich by tomorrow. And no. it's just like, okay, so <laughs> let's break this down for yeah. a second. Because I also, again, and this is me being young, I, I recognize that my youth is both a, a strength and part of my naivete. And I had to learn a lot very fast the hard way. Like when I went into full-time entrepreneurship, like I knew it was going to be hard. Don't get me wrong. But I also knew that, you know, my time was my own. Mm. I could dictate how much I made a little bit more, not a little bit more, a lot more. <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot more. Yeah, that feels good. And, and I knew that I had the potential now to do whatever it is I, I put my mind to and all yeah. that good stuff. All the, all the positive. Rah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah. And, but what I was, re- you know, I'm getting on social media, I'm growing my audience, I'm growing my business and I'm looking at people, you know, next to me and I'm, you know, I'm seeing them post all this stuff and I'm like, I must be doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it got to that point where I was like, I'm doing something wrong, mm-hmm. you know? And Mess when I, confidence. when yeah. I took that step back and I got, um, a full-time, uh, part-time contract that had no, no end date. So that was my mm-hmm. first one, no end date. And I'm actually still with that organization. Shout out to you. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like I can really now really kind of predict my income a little bit better now. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my accountant <laughs> <laughs> and like really use this as a base to build upon. Then I, and really step back and stop thinking about what I'm looking at other people doing and mm-hmm. what feels right to me. Like mm. I can do some goal setting now. He's like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm thinking about budget. It's like, well, what do I want to invest in my business? Right. Mm-hmm. Is it gear? I could do that. That's mm-hmm. what a lot of the YouTube filmmakers are doing. I can mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. Or I could invest in learning how to tell a better story. Mm-hmm. I could invest in networking other people that can help me tell better stories. Mm-hmm. Right. So other filmmakers, other audio people, editors, shout out to my editors. Cause y'all gonna have a field day editing this one. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, I could do those types of things. I could save money for those types of people, yeah. right? Because that's also, Value. again, when we go back to pay transparency, it's like, okay, this person will say, well, yeah, we made $10,000 working with Microsoft, but we only took home X amount because of taxes, and we paid, like, three people to have on set with us, and we had to pay an editor, and we were still late. So we didn't. <laughs> and, 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 like, and so, like, mm. when I say pay transparency, like, mm. I'm happy to talk with other entrepreneurs about mm-hmm. how much I make and be honest about it because, like, I feel mm. like there's this false sense of, like, 
if you take this course, if you build your audience to 10,000 followers on whatever platform, then you're going to be super successful no. and money's just going to start coming in no. and everything's going to be a 10K job or a 10K speaking gig or mm -hmm. whatever. And that's just not the reality. It can be. But for most people, it's just not. I love that you say that, though, right? Because when you talk about even like a 10K speaking gig, if I'm giving this to you at this price, how much time and energy went to putting that presentation together, Yeah. right? If I had to bring a videographer for it, mm -hmm. and then the videographer needs to edit, if I got to bring my assistant for it, paying for all my travel, for all my food for it, um, bring the time home? and energy. And so, but, and that's the thing. So if you're telling me that you're going to pay me this thing, yeah. and I'm saying that's not going to work, yeah. and I got to put... I, 25, 30 aside for taxes, I'm already out. I'm already down. Right. But nobody can, but it's just you. I'm at the forefront of this yeah. because I am the face. Yeah. But how about the people in the background making it happen? Yeah. Right. I just didn't get. And then you think about all the conferences. Yeah. The computer stuff, the software that you have to have, the car stuff. Like, just maintaining a business is expensive. Even if you don't hell. do nothing else. Just maintaining a business just, is expensive. And so, but people on the other side want to hear your price. They're like, yeah. I can't do, that. Right. but I'm like, but I'm, what I'm trying to get y'all like, it's so much more to this. Right. And then when you hit a certain income threshold, do I need to be taxed differently? Right. right. To even like save what I'm doing, what I'm making. Yeah, right. It, it's so much to it. And I'm like, but I can't, you don't understand because all you see is me. Right. Right. And yeah. that's, but that's also not having an entrepreneur mindset yeah. or the, the know-how because this seems, and who am I to charge you as much as you may make in a couple months? Yeah. Right. Yeah corporations, they get it different for profit entities. They get, get it different, different most yeah. of the time. And that's the other thing, non-profit non versus for-profit. What a bag at, right. <laughs> you know, like you can, it you sucks, can, but it's a truth. It, it is. It and sucks. so how do you navigate? Not that I'm too good at trying to outprice y'all, but also the reality for me, yeah. most people not going to meet me here and I'm yeah. going to wear myself the hell out trying yeah. to make this it's much, much. Yeah. in the end. Yeah. And then it's like, and this is something that I will say about nonprofits. I really wish, and that's why I have nonprofit founders on the show, because they are business owners. And I really want yeah, more are. people who are they starting are. nonprofits, you know, the executive directors of nonprofits that maybe were already established. Please start thinking more like a business owner. Not, because it's like nonprofit though, right? Yeah. And, it's, and it's that mindset. I don't have to. No, no you yes, should. You do, yeah. yeah. Because if you're not fundraising, if you're not making money, y'all not going to Y'all not making you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you really do need to start thinking about that. And a lot of people watching this show, because we talk about, you know, social impact and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I know they want to have that impact, but that also costs money. It costs every time. It costs money Everything to, do, costs money. to do good things. And you know, like investing in media like let's say somebody wants to hire you for 10k and they say you say well i want to bring my video person you know i want to bring a photographer maybe they're one of the same person maybe they're not mm -hmm. you know my i need to get my assistant on all the logistics i need to pay for travel and they say well you know we'll foot the travel we'll foot the videographer mm -hmm. you know we'll have somebody on our end that's going to video the whole event we'll make sure you get stuff well you know we'll take care of your travel just let us know when you want to come in when you want to leave we got a hotel with you know a block of rooms we'll get you in that makes a big difference too. Mm -hmm. And I think what I also learned about negotiating price, especially as a black woman, <laughs> especially as a black woman, come on now, learn how to ask for stuff. Always. Because I guarantee you somebody else is. Always. And you're going to be sad if they get it and you don't because they, you didn't ask. May I? Yes. <laughs> Had an opportunity uh, about two years ago now. Yeah. Reached out to a couple people. Hey, we love you to come in and do this thing for this organization. I was like, oh my God. Like, I mean, I was like, did I read that right? Am I, am I tripping right now? <laughs> I'm talking about world no organization, right? Mm -hmm. 
And the lady gets back with me and she says, hey, you know, just want to let you know that we aren't going to be moving forward with you, but I do want to stay in touch with you. She was like, and let me tell you something else. Mm. You came in with the lowest price. Black woman talking to me. Mm. My price for me was high. It was high for me. Yeah. The person they hired to come in to do a one and a half, two hour appearance and to deliver a war, or an award, mm-hmm. $25,000. Yeah. I was about half that, right? She said, you were the lowest. We had 40, we had 30, we had this, we had, but we ended up going with somebody who we did have some experience with in the past. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just to show up and present a damn award? Yeah. She's like, I'm sorry. She was like, listen, I found you. Mm-hmm. I know that you're brilliant. Sis, charge what you worth. She was like, and it needs to start at least here. That's yeah. what I'm going to say. She said, it needs to scare you. Yeah. People are at, and then it was a, a, I believe a black man who ended up, you know, yeah. understand that. I hate for right because yeah. they had a whole thing that it worked out. Yeah. But I'm thinking, that was so much money yeah. that I asked for. Yeah. There's more. She's, there's more. Yeah. But when you are working in some spaces, yeah. you're made to believe that, no, there is more. We don't have it. Mm. We can't give it to you. Yeah. It, it's not there. And then you send something off for a couple thousand to somebody and a couple even, oh, that's too much. And then you work with a, a law firm yeah. and you send them something that's like 10,000 and they're like, that's it. Mm-hmm. Oh, what you mean? That's it. Right. <laughs> like the you biggest have, thing I've ever built for ask. and the way that I started billing, you know, in the last year and a half is I'll ask for half up front. Okay. Instead of 25% up front. Got you. Okay. And I've had to learn that recently to be yeah, honest with you. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll ask for half up front and the biggest one, like contract I've ever sent paid the same day. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Didn't blink an eye. Yeah, can't wait to start working with you. Half is paid. Don't worry about it. Like, okay. Um, it, so, it changes you. Yeah, and it's scary. It changes you. It's scary. It changes and you. And I'm like, shit, if I know you're going to pay that easy, I should have asked for some more. I should have asked for some more. And there, and it's, <laughs> but it makes you, and again, it's, because I said that, I said it earlier, it makes, I'm leaving people behind, yeah. right? Yeah. That, that guilt. But here's my oh, thing. There's, al- there's, there's always going to be competition at the bottom. You don't always want to be at the bottom. There ain't no competition at 25K. Uh, very few people. Very few people. You know, you're you talking, they said, no, you're talking we had talk, a, right? We had experience working with this person because ain't nobody else in that price range for real. Mm-hmm. When, you, and, but, when you have your expertise and you can charge more for it, charge more for it. Apps all the time. Yeah. But I put in the work. I've yeah. done the training. I'm yeah. going to the conferences. I'm doing the things. Yeah. I'm on the committees. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then the, the going back to the audience piece, but sometimes they just really not there. Yeah. But there's always going to be somebody else there for them. And so your yeah. no, yeah. your I can't yeah. becomes an opportunity for yeah. somebody. Like, I think maybe if it were sometime a part time, because there, there are very few people who even started in what I'm doing and mm-hmm. who are successfully doing it full time. Yeah. Say so how you manage. Well, one, I've had a husband who has helped. Right. To just yeah. be straight up. And. I'm able to still figure some things out and grow and learn and whatever else. Yeah. But then my situation recently has been very different. I got to figure it out all on my own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even with that, what's, what's next for me? Because again, I keep seeing in spite of all the things I'm changing and mm-hmm. trying and doing, yeah. I'm still not getting where I want to go with this. Right. I like working with people who don't expect a discount from me. Right. People who get online with them credit. You, I, because I know what you're talking about. And you'd be like, what the hell? Like, I, did I just? And I remember one day I got an order and I was like, yo. Yeah. 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 
just bought it outright. Yeah. Do you do you, just bought it out when I was like, hey, I just want to. Yeah. yeah. Can you send us this? Yeah. Let's talk about prices for a second. <laughs> let's just let's just go ahead and get into it. So one thing I have had to get creative about asking mm-hmm. is okay. what's your budget? My favorite meme is like the person's like, what's your budget? And they're like, what's your rate? And they're just trying to like <laughs> get you to say something less than what their budget is mm-hmm. so they can mm-hmm. say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to especially with like new clients because I'm like, OK. Or if they don't want to tell me, they're like, oh, you know, we don't know. I'll say, well, have you invested in this in the past? That's a good one. Yeah. And then I'll say, and I'll say, they'll say, yeah. And I say, well, how much did you pay for it in the past? Did you get what you paid for? Because mm. if they didn't and mm. they paid a lot of money, well, you can pay me more money and get this and more. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and it works. Um, and I think, too, you know, especially, you know, when people try to, like, say, oh, we don't really have the budget. And then, like just something that I started doing very early on was like, how can I create a package or create an offering Mm -hmm. and then leave space for myself to over deliver? Mm -hmm. Because I've also found that people ask for something and you'll say, yeah, we can do that, but we can also do this and this and people will pay for the extra. They will. All of a sudden, the budget don't matter if you got something that they the want. The convenience. Right. Yeah, the convenience is strong. Yeah. The convenience is real strong. And, and I think too, again, going back to like, Ask for what you want. You You know what I'm saying? Because like, you know what it costs for you to create something and you know what it, the benefit of it is for somebody who's asking for something that's it. Once you hit the 5,000, 10,000 plus mark, you got to know that they know what they want. You got to know that they know what that investment is worth to them. Every time. And and so you got to think about it from that point. And I think too, I wish I didn't have to keep saying this, but if I still am having people in my inbox saying like, I want to make more money. How do I ask for more money? How do I leave clients previous? Like, yeah, you know yeah. that the conversations aren't being had. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's, but it's hard too, right? Yeah. Because I'm leaving. I can't, I can't. And I've had this, oh, but they won't be served. Oh, I'm no, somebody's going to serve them. Yeah. Right. There's, there's still people who are yeah. coming to the scene, doing things, speaking. And again, there's programs like in the fortune space growing like wildfire yeah. that are there. Yeah. But right now they don't have it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I had to own that. But somebody told me, "You way ahead of your time," <laughs> right? and, I, and I heard it. But I'm going to blaze this trail. But I blazed it. Yeah. And now I'm just kind of slowly but surely said like yeah. reaping the, reaping the harvest. Yeah. But in asking for what I need for what I want, mm-hmm. talking to people, yeah. right? What you get for that? What you do for that? Yeah. Oh, wait, you got twenty five for that? Oh, I love. But asking, they were, I love asking men what they got for stuff. They weren't even trying to come up off a of five. No. They or I'm gonna I'm I'm say it here. I think this is the first time I'm gonna say it out loud out of my mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> when black women are hiring me, I got you. Mm. If they got it. I got you. Mm-hmm. You know what you were. Mm-hmm. If a black woman is hiring me and she works for a black man or anybody else. Or if there's anybody other than a black woman in the years that I have been, and I've been in it for years, I've talked to and met so many people. Yeah. Their challenges, their issues. I used to say to somebody, and I may have said it on my podcast once, I knew if I was going to get the job by who showed up on the call. And if they had the final say so. Yeah. Well, a black woman, almost every single time, I got you done. Mm-hmm. Okay. D- I don't have the money right now. Let me get in touch sure. with a couple other departments yeah. and see if we can bring it together because I'm going to pay you what you say you're worth. Anybody, can you can you change your fee? Can you do this? Can you do that? Mm-mm. Mm. 
That's interesting. But I've I've overpriced my was it overpricing myself because of my lack of knowledge? I had mentors. Mm-hmm. And these mentors were telling me what they were making. Yeah. And I'm seeing them make it. Now, granted, different departments have different things, right? Mm-hmm. I get that too. So I wasn't a failure in that. But I'm watching people, men who getting it. Yeah. So what happened with me? Yeah. All right. But I don't feel regretful. Yeah. Because the people who do show up and drop that, they drop it. Mm. They make it red. <laughs> they make it red. And I'm like, but you deserve it though. Yeah. But that also goes to the who do you think you are? Yeah. All right. And it makes you question, am I not enough? But now I'm like, no, I'm going to ask for this and I'm going to ask for this and I'm bringing this. Mm-hmm. I negotiate because I feel like it. Oh, this is too high. It's not too high. Because mm-hmm. what I'm doing, mm-hmm. if you retain even three, four students, you paid for me. Yeah. You're going to do far more than that. And value. Yeah. I want to go where I'm valued. Yeah. If the private institutions, typically the Ivies, the Ivy Selectives, are going to say, thank you. We can make it happen. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not even leaving y'all behind by like, oh, I'm I'm fool with y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm here to help. Yeah. But how can we make this work so everybody is taken care of? Yeah. But why should I have to suffer to help? Something my mentor also says. I don't think that I need to suffer just because I want to do good work. Mm. That I have to struggle. Nonprofits, listen up. Just because I want to do good work. Yeah. Right. And I understand a lot of institutions are not for profit. Yeah. But I can't. I can't reconcile. Seeing some of the people who you will bring in and how you will find money for it. Mm-hmm. You make priority what you want to make priority. Yeah. And I think that, again, I'm not bashing against downing, you know, where I've been because it's got me where I am now. Yeah. And it forced me to have to take a good look at myself and say, that multi-million dollar goal you got is not going to happen like this. <laughs> this is not. But again, it's like, well, OK, what's next? Yeah. But now I can serve every institution. Yeah. Right. Now I can serve for profit and not profit, community college or not. I can register to be a vendor. I can do y'all shirts. I can do y'all promotional things. And I'm still serving students. Yeah. So that question you asked me earlier, I'm still serving students, but I've made it harder for you to say no. Yeah. Right. And I'm doing something impactful. Yeah. And I'm targeting first gen programs. So yeah, now a thousand, two thousand dollars works well for what you're doing. Yeah. But I'm also not feeling devalued myself. Right. Because I've I've done the work. Yeah. I've done the work. So I think it's the pricing thing, asking for what you want, the worst people can tell you was no. Yeah. So now I'm like, I want to find who's telling me yes. Yeah. Cause the vendors list that I'm on now, which I, I can't name right now, <laughs> but the ones I'm on now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when a black woman give you this look right here. <laughs> I did this. Just love the look is anointed, okay? <laughs> I'm gonna say this. <laughs> the game to <didn't> change. <laughs> within a four month time span at this point now, mm. within a four month time span, the people whose list I've got, who I've met, yeah, for state entities, yeah, right, for a Fortune 100 tech company, right. And you were looking for me. Yeah. And I'm not having to beg, kick, scream. Yeah. I got what you need and it's good. And my customer service, amazing. Yeah. Delivery, follow up, quality, right? 
it feels like a breath of fresh air because I get to show up in my still greatness. Yeah. Even in my lounge pants and my hoodie at the house, click, 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 click. <laughs> hey, can you check this? Click, click, click. You know what I'm saying? Right? <laughs> These phone calls, stuff is going crazy, but in my head, I got it. Like, right? Yeah, yeah. I had to call today about something. I'm like, it's fine. I'm like, I'm like, I hope it's not them. <laughs> but, yeah. but it's what I have known about myself the whole time. Mm. And I've been trying to get other people to see. I no longer have to prove. Mm. It's I, a beautiful thing when you make the transition from outbound communication to inbound offers, inbound requests. Or repeat clientele. Oh, talk about it. I've been trying to get people on retainer clients for a long time. Yeah. Stop thinking about how you can do one thing amazing. Think about how you can spread that out over a period of time. It's a breath of fresh air. It's so nice. It's a breath of fresh air. And it's like when I think, and if you have the wrong audience sometimes, but I don't say the wrong audience again, it's being, let me, so let me say wrong. If you have the fit is off, right? Or what your personal goals are, and what your audience may be able to provide being other businesses or people. Because mm-hmm. um, you can do an online course, but they they didn't tell you about how they want to change the algorithm for Facebook <laughs> and Instagram a couple years ago. Now your ad's not even adding. Yeah. Right? People were killing it online. Yeah. And then boom. Yeah. So then you had the cocoa, and then you had the ads change, and boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So many people have gone out of business, right? Yeah. But there's something different about showing up in a space where you finally got it right. Mm. And it's no love lost to anybody before. Yeah. Thank you to every person who has ever supported me, mm. right, to getting me here. But uh, I can't keep hitting the brick wall yeah. and not being willing to change or do something different yeah. and blame them. Yeah. It's just not a good fit. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not working right now. Yeah. But there is something, something incredible. Yeah. Divine, even mm. about being a black, and I'm a supplier. Yeah, and I supply for the government, right? <laughs> to say I'm good. Yeah, that I'm not sending like, oh my gosh, they didn't come through. Oh, they changed it. Yeah, yeah. To know that, in spite of what I, I, oh, I'm gonna, and I'm, but I'm still speak. I'm still using my voice. But now I can go, depending on where it is and what it is, and just. Mm. Go sit on the panel yeah, and enjoy it without, oh, what my money? Right. Right. If I don't get paid for this, like. <sighs> yeah, I can make it for this. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah, I can do that. There's. Yeah. But there's the value. But I've known I'm valuable. Yeah. But who sees it? Yeah. Who's going to make it happen? But then this thing now I'm valuable and I ain't got to show up and be on Instagram. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can, I can, I can, I can, I can do what I do, but I get to go to these meetings and meet these wonderful people yeah. and share these things that I have. Right. Yeah. And to see people, no, no kidding. Look at me and say, oh, I've been looking for you. Mm. You've been looking for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need, I need this, 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 and this. I told you somebody reached out to me. I need a, I need, I'm looking for this, 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 and I'm going to need a, a hundred of this, a mm-hmm. hundred mugs for clients <laughs> for Christmas gifts. Yeah. Can you quote me on that? And I'm, you've been following me? Yeah. Sometimes people, you'll be surprised how many people follow you. Don't say a doggone word. Won't say mm-hmm. a doggone word. They just waiting for the right time that they can reach out to you. But I never would even consider realtors, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. And then now real estate companies. So now it's bigger than higher education. Yeah. It's real estate. It's um, parks and rec. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's offices of diversity for cities. Yeah. Right. 
boys and girls clubs. It's the the limits, the, the boundaries, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, they don't exist like they used to. Yeah. So it's, but it is nice. Yeah. Don't be afraid to change it. Switch it up. Yeah. If that's what's necessary. Yeah. Because if that's what's necessary, <laughs> because, and I'm wrap up with this because I'm, I'm feeling real, feel real way about this, right? <laughs> but really though, um, we're not making it too because we're not willing to change always. Yeah. We're not willing to do, do what it, do what it takes. Just can't quit. Yeah. Can't quit. But what is it worth to you to be on this journey to make this thing happen, to do this thing and to say, I'm not going nowhere. I'll switch it up, but I refuse to quit. Yeah. I'm going to quit. Yeah. Sometimes it's simply saying like when you have new expenses or, you know, a new goal you want to achieve instead of saying like, how can I do something differently and say like, how can I make more money? money, yeah. Yeah. And then we don't spend money. We circulate it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I feel free. Mm. And I'm an Aquarius. Right? I also am an Aquarius. So maybe this is what you Freedom is it. Yeah. And I'm like, got it now. Yeah. It's going to require some work. Yeah. I got it now. Yeah. And I'm going to change the game. Yeah. Because I'm a black woman in this space, but there's still not too many of us. Not, not yeah. at all. Yeah. And uh, thank you for this. Because okay. I'm, I'm like, because it's, 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 being here now, you're getting the first, you're getting the first interview with me in this space. I love it. With these two endeavors and the change in the story. Yeah. Nobody else has gotten it. It's not even my podcast. <laughs> so, yeah. But, uh, I love that. Your second black woman I've had on the show who's like, I'm talking about stuff I ain't never said before. Never. And they, she also been, in, she's not new. I've been scared too. Though. Yeah. Mm. Am I ready? Am I going to hurt some feelings? I'm going to say some things that's wrong. Mm. It's my lived experience and I got to help somebody. Yeah. But it's okay because I ain't talking that shit or whatever, right? <laughs> but I am saying this is this is a reality for me. Yeah. And this is what I've been through. Yeah. And I'm okay. Yeah. Like I'm okay because yeah. I haven't failed. Yeah. Um, but I hadn't been where I wanted to be. Mm. And everybody claps. They don't, but they don't know what you're going through. No. Because nobody posts about that. That's another yeah. thing. Sometimes I have to take breaks because I know, like, I'm seeing all this good stuff and I'm like, maybe I'm going through a rough time or I'm having a lot on my mind. I'm just like, nobody's talking about what I'm thinking about. Yeah. And I can't keep, like, accepting that this is all they think about either because mm-hmm. I know this isn't reality and I need mm-hmm. to, like, go mm-hmm. be in real time a little bit. And really, you know, when I get that feeling, it's like, I'm a pen and paper. I'm, I'm old school in that yeah, way. Yeah, me too, me and too, I, me too. And I'll write down, I'm like, what did I actually accomplish this month? Yeah. And then you start thinking, like, I need to sit down. Like I need to relax. I I like I need to give myself some grace. Yeah. In this thing. Yeah. yeah. But it's but it's real. Um, yeah. But we here. Yeah. And again, those who win are those who refuse to quit. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. But this is this is dope because yeah. I know now that for who I know I'm most destined to become mm. because I can talk honestly about what I've been through. Yeah. I'm no longer afraid of her. Yeah. No longer afraid of what's real. Because me saying, well, people not paying or people reaching out and they saying no. And this is, it's my real ass experience. Yeah. I, it's just, it's the truth. Yeah. yeah. But I'm here. <laughs> and I'm going to keep going there. Yeah. And uh, I've had people say, every time I look up, you winning. I said, am I? Keep looking up there because I need to keep winning. <laughs> right? Yeah. But finally... Because y'all don't know the losses I've taken over and over and yeah. over and over again. Yeah. 
So if you see me winning now, it's because I've worked to win. Yeah. And that don't mean I'm going to always win because there's going to be some things. Yeah. But I have been in this almost a decade mm-hmm. yeah. trying to figure it out, tweak it, move yeah. it. And I had to change what I almost, almost felt like my existence to finally win. But mm-hmm. it's not changing my existence. It's stepping into my, my space as a true entrepreneur yeah. who's determined. Yeah. And being willing to find joy in what I'm doing may not be the thing I'm most passionate about. I'm going to be honest with you, but I really enjoy it. Like, I, really, I really enjoy it. Um, yeah. And it's good for me. Yeah. And that's good. I think, too, like there, there has to be a balance between like knowing what you're good at mm-hmm. and only focusing on the things that make you happy. Because there's some things about this entrepreneur stuff that don't make me happy. All these taco emails. <laughs> that's not, that is not I was like, that's happy. a dollar percent. I'm like, I'm supposed to, yeah. <laughs> you know? But yes. it's a part of it. You it's know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I got to yeah. do that in order to get to the, the good stuff. So yeah. that's But you life. get to the good stuff, and then it's good. Yeah. And you're like, but I did that. Yeah. That That's mine. That's yeah. all me. Yeah. It's a gift and a challenge, but it's all you. It is. Nobody else. That's your name on that. Yeah. That's your legacy. Yeah. And if anything, that's why I did my business. It's the way I did mm. Evangeline Worldwide and Blakeney Global Solutions. Yeah. Evangeline D. Blakeney. Yeah. Men yeah. do it all the time. Yeah. I'm I had concerned. to take my name off my business, my first one. Yeah. I took it off. Yeah. Um, for a lot of reasons, but I did. I did start with my name on my business, though. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah. Well, the first, the very, very first that I had, mm-hmm. the purpose professor, I dissolved it. Ah, uh, yeah. Been through some things. That's a good alliteration, but yeah, sometimes it just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I had to. Yeah. Life happened. Yeah. Life happened real big, and there was nothing I could do to come back from what happened. Mm. And I had to decide I'm going to keep going. Yeah. I'm going to quit. And then I was like, the next one, eventually worldwide. Mm-hmm. Go big. Yeah. And then one, Blakeney Global Solutions. And that mm-hmm. was talking to a couple friends. And oh, this has a ring. I'm like, who does it? Mm-hmm. But I want to honor where yeah. I've come from, that first gen thing, yeah. right? Yeah. But this one feels more right. But under, you know, like Evangeline Worldwide are the three brands that I have. So it's more, it's, it's a lot. But yeah. Angela, when you know, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I'm going for legend. I see. I'm going for legend. Yeah. There's no point in living and not living and living well and living big. Mm-hmm. But what's big to me, I know what that looks like. Yeah. But yeah. something I want to leave behind. But now I can really do that. <laughs> now I can really do that. So, yeah. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really, really appreciate it. I'm so excited to see where you grow. If it's only been four months, I'm excited to see you in a year. Thank you. Me too. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Speaking, speaking up, but thank you for that. That's all for today's episode. And if you can't wait for the next episode, you can subscribe to our paid membership on Substack to get exclusive content like outtakes, bloopers, after show thoughts, and more. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to give us a five-star rating on your app of choice or like this video on YouTube. We'll catch you in the next episode.